2022 was a banner year for crypto. If by banner year you mean complete and utter dumpster fire. This was obviously a terrible year in the crypto space. What started with a lot of optimism ended up just, just being dominoes falling one after another in contagion, crazy stories, and insanity that left the crypto space reeling. Let's talk about some of the craziest things that happened in 2022, review this week in news, and of course, look forward to 2023. And once again, as always, you can listen to this later today, this live stream on Apple, Spotify, any of your favorite audio streaming platforms. Guys, this is the last stream of 2022. You don't want to miss it. Let's go. Let's go. What is up, everybody? I am Scott Melker, also known as the Wolf of All Streets. Before we get started, please subscribe to the channel and, I don't know, breathe, breathe a deep sigh of relief and blow it out onto the like button because 2022 is almost over. It is December 30th. We've got one more day after today, and then we can move on to 2023. Although, I mean, it's just a day, right? Arbitrary spot in the orbit around the sun. I don't expect that markets, <clears throat> I don't expect that markets will magically heal themselves overnight just because the year has changed. Although I do have some optimism that the worst is behind us and that there are good things coming. Before we get started, of course, guys, we are sponsored by Prime XBT. If you want to support the show, go ahead, sign up. Go ahead, click on their uh, link. Write down the description. Show them that you care. You can get up to a $7,000 signing bonus. It's a great place to trade basically everything. So you guys should please click on that and check them out. But yeah, let's let's keep moving on. Not it, It's been a wild year. It's also been a wild week, a wild month. Man, it seemingly has been uh, a wild decade, right? I mean, if you remember 2022, uh, excuse me, 2020 was... Uh, absolute disaster to start the 2020s in general. And uh, although we had that bull run of 2021, things generally in the world, certainly in politics and everything else have seemingly just stayed kind of brutal. I don't know if we're living in a simulation and we're just being trolled by our AI overlords. Certainly a lot of people talking about the fact that we live in the matrix of late, but man, man, what a absolute dumpster fire. But let's talk about, listen, I, first of all, I just want to talk about Bitcoin really quick, right? Let's go ahead and do something that can give us a bit of optimism. I brought up, I shared it in the newsletter this morning, Wrecked Capital had pointed this out, but uh, pretty much all over the place. This is the Bitcoin yearly chart going back to 2011 on Bitstamp. Right, this is basically when Bitcoin started trading. You can see at the lowest price here on the first candle of 2011 was two dollars and twenty nine cents. It's just eleven years ago. We'll call it twelve. Twelve years ago, at this time, the price of Bitcoin was two bucks, and now it's seventeen thousand dollars. Eliminating the noise, zooming out as far as the yearly chart. Yeah, it looks like a meme, but it is important to remember. How much further we've come from two bucks to get to almost 17,000 
than we've fallen from the temporary all-time high of 69000 to get back to $17,000, right? It's actually been a really good run if you zoom out and think about it. The problem is, is that none of us almost were buying at that price. And anyone who was buying at $2 probably sold at 10 because they'd 5X their money and they felt like a God-tier trader. But the reality is that no asset really in history, certainly no asset class has risen this far this fast, and we should be very proud and happy of what's been accomplished, the level of adoption, and the rise in price over that time. You know what I'm saying? Also, very important to note, there's a red year, two green years after. There's a red year in 2014, that's Mt. Gox, three green years after. There's a red year, they're blue on my chart, 2018. Probably most of you experienced that if you got here uh, in the 16s and 17s, as most people Three green years, and then now, obviously, uh, unless, of course, we can get a pump to 50000 by the end of tomorrow. Uh, that would give us an interesting candle. Another down year. Bitcoin, in its very short history and too short to make any judgments, has never had two down years in a row. Ever. Ever in the history of all time, the history of all time being 12 years. Bitcoin has only gone up in years after it has a bad year. It's important to zoom out and realize that all markets, all of them, unless it literally ends up being beanie babies or tulips, which we know that this is not, they rise, they go up and to the right if you zoom out over time. It's funny. I mean, when you look at this yearly chart, if this was like a daily chart, you'd be like, wow, man, that is a bullish asset. That is a bullish chart. Higher highs, higher lows. No bearish trends at all when you look at it on the yearly chart. It literally looks like the never-ending bull market, but it certainly, certainly does not feel that way. But guess what? If you think that Bitcoin is alone, you're wrong. This is the SPY. Obviously, this is the uh, ETF that you can use to trade SPX, to trade the S&P. Yeah, uh, 2000, 2001, 2002, really bad. But since 2002, even with all of the shit shows and disasters and the Great Recession and all the bad things that have happened in the world, also has never had consecutive down years since 2002, right? 2002 was a down year, 2008, barely in 2011, barely in 2015, barely in 2018. The COVID year ended up green. And here we are with another down year. Take a pretty big departure from the last 20 years of history for us to see yet another bad down year next year. And I think we all have optimism that even though we're not going to get back to quantitative easing and money printing, which, by the way, are bad. I love that now all we talk about is when will the Fed pivot? When will they ease again? Thank God for easing. But you're supposed to be a Bitcoiner who thinks that inflation and central bank intervention are bad but it's good when it makes your asset go up, right? There's no world where central banks get this all under control and are responsible, but in theory, you should hope that actually central bankers would act responsibly and that we would see them behave in a manner that ceased to cause inflation, which of course is taxation against the poorest people in the world. But I think that, that looking at these charts, there's a lot of optimism that things will change in 2023, even if it ends up just being sort of a sideways and uh, not so exciting up year. It would be a break from history for us to have yet another down year, right? Yet another down year. So anyways, 
Now let's take a look. I just happened to, I wasn't planning to definitely do, really do a year in review, but there's an awesome thread here uh, by DB uh, Tier 10K, who I, I like. That was just a very quick overview of, for them, what the craziest headlines were of 2022. January, this is how the year started. Igor Bogdanov dies of COVID at the age of 72. Now that doesn't seem important because Bogdanov was not actually particularly involved in crypto, obviously a famous French mathematician, him and his brother look nuts. If you're wondering who that is, you know, these guys, but became basically the biggest meme in the history of crypto, him talking on his phone. And then the meme usually says, dump it like, Oh, he bought dump it. Right. Little did we know that uh, him being the meme was going to be a year of complete dumping it. He and his brother both actually died. Uh, his twin brother died of COVID within a few months of each other this year. But that's how DB says is the crazy way that this year started in January. February, Justice Department says it has seized over $3.6 billion in crypto tied to Bitfinex hack. Anybody even remember that? Anybody even remember in February that the Bitfinex has a billions of dollars? They finally arrested the people. And this is who it was. I'm not even going to play the sound, but it was Rosal Khan, this chick who literally like is a performance art, terrible rapper who had a song called the Versace Bedouin walking through New York City. Right. I mean, this person had three point six billion dollars hacked and this was the best music video she could come up with. She could have like literally flown Biggie and Tupac down from heaven and had Dr. Dre and DJ Premier produce a hot beat and had, I don't know, Nas ghostwrite her lyrics. And she put out videos that look like that. That happened this year, guys. February. February. Not all jokes, though. In March, Biden issued the executive order on digital assets. If you remember in March, Biden basically said, hey, uh, guys, we have no idea what's going on here. It's time for all of you to get your uh, shit together, right? It wasn't any direction in that executive order per se, but what he did say is I want each agency to take six months, take a look, figure out what your role is, and come back to me with proposals. That was generally viewed as a positive because it meant that the government was taking it seriously, but we didn't really see much come out of that except for a pissing contest between the SEC and CFTC about who gets to regulate what, whether they're commodities or securities, and nobody has given us any sort of direction. But of course, not included here would appear, and I believe it was in June, we did see, as a result largely of that, the Lummis-Gillibrand bill on legislating and regulating crypto, which had some very sensible ideas, certainly about stable coins, clarifying what a stable coin is, eliminating taxes for crypto transactions under a certain threshold so that yes, you could go buy your cup of coffee with it. That's not even listed here. And that was one of the biggest things that happened this year. But that came largely out of Joe Biden saying, Oh, he, he forgot. I'm sorry. But Joe Biden saying or his White House saying that everybody needed to get in line and figure out what was going on with crypto. So, of course, stepping outside of crypto in April, Elon Musk offered to buy Twitter for $54.20 a share in cash. Bitcoin, uh, Twitter at that time was trading in the 40s. It immediately pumped up to $54. We saw him try to back out and then Twitter sued him. You guys know how the whole saga goes right? Twitter was probably worth uh, 30% less than that at best, as we're seeing, considering Twitter seems to be fundamentally broken. But he massively overpaid for Twitter, whether he intended to or not. And of course, May 
when the real uh, shit show started. Luna fell below a dollar, right? Well, UST, more importantly, fell below a dollar, but the Luna saga commenced and all of the pain and all of the contagion and all of the suffering that really was the hallmark of 2022. That's what we will remember. Yeah, it, it went it went down, man. Crucified to tell me, Scott, read the comments, bro. But I don't know what, to, I don't know. I don't know. What did I miss? I did miss your birthday, Drusified, a couple days ago, and I saw it right after I signed off. So happy, slightly belated birthday. Although I don't know what I'm supposed to be reading in the comments. There's a lot of it going on over there. A lot of it going on over here. A lot going on in the comments. Hard for me to ever keep up. I, I, I got to talk, you know? But yeah, Luna obviously fell off. A lot of people saying that was because SBF was a, uh, aggressively shorting it, which would be ironic because eventually Luna allegedly is what caused the massive hole in Alameda. Not really true as you look back. They were stealing funds all the time and were terrible traders. And we're just spreading customer funds around, spending it like uh, Lloyd Christmas in uh, Dumb and Dumber. Those are as good as money, sir. Those are IOUs, right? That's Sam Bangman fried is Lloyd Christmas. Put another shrimp on the body, right? <sighs> Come on, right? I mean, this dude literally like, you guys have seen Dumb and Dumber, a suitcase. You're going to want to keep that one. That's for Lamborghini. Uh, you know, a suitcase full of like uh, post-it notes that said exactly what he owed for all the money they spent that they found in the briefcase. Samson, Swanson, Samsonite, I was way off, Right? Yeah, that's what Sam Bateman Fee was doing. He was taking stolen money, just like Lloyd Christmas. This is, this is happening on the fly, by the way. I didn't think about this before, right? Taking that stolen money, just out of that briefcase, and spending it, and apparently keeping an Excel spreadsheet and maybe a QuickBooks file on what he was doing. Woo. Man, pretty, pretty brutal. Swimmy, Swami, Samsonite. I was way off. You had two pairs of gloves this whole time. Just go, man. Anyways, that literally only brings us to May. June, BVI court orders liquidation of Three Arrows Capital, right? Obviously, the first major hit was 3AC. They went down because Luna went down, allegedly. And then there's no mention in any of these. There's so many highlights. There's no mention here then of how that affected Celsius, Voyager, Vald, eventually BlockFi, Basically, the contagion that started there because apparently the coolest thing that the coolest kids in crypto could do was just go to the 3AC club, right? I'm walking into the club, 3AC, guest list, velvet rope, open it, and you just walk into the 3AC club and you just throw your money at them. Throw it in the air. Collateral. <laughs> collateral. Who needs Collateral. I'll give you guys $700 million, Voyager. I'll give you guys $700 million on a handshake, and you just guys write me one of those little uh, Lloyd Christmas IOUs right there. Yeah. So we all know that Three Arrows Capital went down. Of course, they're all coming out of the woodwork now, writing poetry and, I don't know, converting to other religions and sharing Buddhist sayings and really shitty paintings and blaming SBF for everything. Yeah, but I mean, you can blame SBF for everything, but you guys still had horrid risk management. You lost everyone's money and in some way, shape or form convinced a bunch of people to keep giving you money, even though you were losing it. Reminiscent, 
of what was happening with SBF on a different level, right? So of course we had the liquidation of Three Arrows Capital, which will be ongoing apparently for years. They had commissioned a yacht called Much Wow, which they paid half for and never even got the yacht, which probably means that I own at least like a sink on that yacht since I have millions of dollars in Voyager and I'm creditor. Thank God FTX's purchase of Voyager did not go through or I would be in that chapter 11 bankruptcy, which is much worse. But yeah. Okay. June also had CPI year over year of 9.1%. That's when inflation apparently peaked. We've come down a couple percent since then, as you know, giving more credence to the idea that the Fed may pivot this year. July, Tesla, we have converted approximately 75% of our Bitcoin purchases into fiat currency. I literally, this year has been so crazy. I literally don't even remember Tesla selling most of their Bitcoin. But then we come to August and we see the US Treasury sanctioning tornado cash. That's when we had all the FUD about Russia and everybody using crypto to evade sanctions. And one of the programmers of Tornado Cash, I believe, is in the Netherlands, uh, sitting in jail, sitting in jail. Like you got like all these three arrows capital and the Doquans and everybody out here chilling. And this guy went to jail. Right. This guy went to jail. And then, of course, South Korea says Interpol issued red notice for Doquan. That's in September. Red notice. I, I don't know. He's got his period. What does that even mean? The guy is like hanging out somewhere. He hasn't been arrested for anything. And frankly, I'm not sure Do Kwan deserves to be arrested for anything. Did he commit a crime or was his crime just ego, hubris, and stupidity? That's what I think it was, right? Empowered by a bunch of multi-billionaires in the crypto industry who said that he was the greatest and that UST and Luna were so amazing they could never die. And yeah, hooray. October... Sushi Swap Head Chef says rumors of impropriety with a horse are completely false. I'm just going to leave that there. I don't remember really the details of the story, but the head chef, not the salty balls. Yeah, from South Park. Salty balls. Head chef uh, likes sex with horses. Dude, I don't even know. These are not my headlines. Not my headlines. November, FTX peers who have stopped processing withdrawals. On-chain data shows the block. Right, We obviously had that Coindesk, I believe, article that showed that the bulk of Alameda's balance sheet was FTT, caused people to start digging. CZ sent a simple tweet saying, bro, we're out of here. This is garbage. And we all know what happened from there. And of course, I did not expect it. I kind of said, chocolate salty balls. I forgot that those were there. Um, but I saw you guys in the comments say, play some sounds. They're there. Um, and SPF actually in jail. Well, okay, S, uh, he's not in jail. I mean, he's flying first class and hanging out with his parents, playing League of Legends. And apparently, Tiffany, uh, you know, the whistleblower who we had on the show, she got to go visit him. And the New York Post wrote about it. I don't know. A lot of weird things. So they filed for bankruptcy. He was arrested. There's so many more stories. It's really hard to even go through these all, right? Oh, I see you guys over here. Christopher says, Scott, play the pump uh, it up song because I think it's this button. This might be wrong, but let's do it. You've got to pump it up. Don't you know, pump it up. You've got to pump it up. Don't you know, pump it up. 
the same spirit uh there that i used to but listen i mean 2022 those are all things that happened and none of that none of that even mentions this that is not a penis pump it is a water gun called the liquidator if you guys remember literally called the liquidator Crypto thieves made off with $4.3 billion in 2022. I mean, this is the top hacks of the year. Axie Infinity's Rona Network, $625 million. Little, little $625 million. Wormhole Bridge, $320. Nomad Bridge, $190. Beanstalk Farms, literally, what the hell is that? $182 million. Wintermute, $160. Right? Obviously, I think you got to give an honorable mention to Mango Markets, which we'll talk about later. But that doesn't even talk about... That doesn't even talk about... The FTX hack, right? FTX went bankrupt, and then all of a sudden, a few hundred million disappeared from FTX, which the FBI is investigating. I don't know, man. Uh, Jason V would like to know if I'm going to discuss Solana. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. It's coming next. If you know anything about must-see TV, you have to do a title and then never talk about it. Actually, I do that sometimes. But you do a title, and then you make people wait, Right? It's like the big reveal has to come at the very end of the show after the last commercial break. Um, uh, yeah. So let's do it. Here, look at that. Look. Okay. So what, what was the title here? What did we do? Is Solana dead? Something like that? No. No. I wrote a uh, newsletter on it, sort of sort of uh, with a bit of sarcasm there. Is it dead? Maybe. Okay, listen, anything can happen. I do not believe that every single layer one that's popular now will be popular in the future. If you take a look at the ICOs of 2017, it's a graveyard of dead things that were overly hyped and people were excited about. But I do think Solana has a lot to offer. It's a great coin and largely in project with good leadership and a Solid developer community, right? And they're largely the victim of the FTX situation. They're inextricable ties to SBF, his famous tweet, you know, I'll buy all the uh, soul that you've got for $3, now fuck off, or whatever he said. Well, you might get a chance to buy all the soul he has for $3. Again, right? Possible. But the fact is, you know, Vitalik Buterin, who you could say is a, I don't know, a competitor. I don't think so, but Solana was largely touted as an Ethereum killer, if you guys remember. This is what Vitalik said. Some smart people tell me there's an earnest, smart developer community in Solana. And now that the awful opportunistic money people have been washed out, the chain has a bright future. That's what he said. That's what he said. Hard for me to tell from outside, but I hope the community gets its fair chance to thrive. The irony that it was a tweet from Vitalik Buterin that actually caused Solana price to bounce should not be missed, but I do have, do have a Solana chart here. 
Uh, and we can, we can, let's take a look at the bounce. First of all, I, you know, I showed even when prices over here that this was forming a descending triangle. It, it hit its target and went down below. The target was around 11 bucks. Currently sitting at 946, but it did drop all the way to eight bucks. But guys, this is the daily massively oversold. You could call it almost historically oversold. Uh, I don't think there's potential bullish divergence there. But yeah, I mean, this is due for a bounce. You can see that finally buyers are stepping in with a legitimate wick here. I don't think that this, that Solana is completely dead, but it doesn't mean that I'm rushing to buy it. I mean, frankly, one of the best things that happened to me, the only silver lining of Voyager was that when Voyager started to go down, I've told you guys a story a million times and I couldn't get any money out because I was unable to take crypto out. I was forced to sell some things and I sold all my Solana at like 40 bucks. I was way down, still a big loss, but uh, it's now $9.46. So I guess I will take that as the silver lining. But no, I really don't think that Solana is dead, to be quite honest. I think that uh, that's something you hear at the dead bottom of a bear cycle and it's all over and the Bitcoin maxis start partying. I mean, you'll remember that the dead bottom of the Ethereum Bitcoin chart was when there was like a clubhouse because that was a thing before Twitter spaces where a bunch of Bitcoin maxis got together and celebrated the death of Ethereum because it was making lows against Bitcoin. And it was the dead bottom. These are sort of things you start to hear at the dead bottom. I'm not saying it can't go lower. There's so many wild cards in 2023 for every coin in every market, not just Solana, but really anything is possible. But it, if you're wondering why people are saying this, right? I mean, we've seen bad news after bad news after bad news. Of course, Alameda had a massive amount of, of Solana on the balance sheet. SPF was a huge proponent. And just recently in the past few weeks, Solana's top NFT projects, D-Gods, I don't know, is it D-Gods or D-Gods, bro? I don't know. And Utes. The two Utes, you guys have seen my cousin Vinny, right? Did you say Utes? Yeah, Utes, the two Utes. It's a terrible uh, Brooklyn accent I just did, which is sad because my family's from Brooklyn. Hey. They might, they're going to migrate chains, right? D-God's going to Ethereum and Utes going to Polygon with a grant from the Layer 2's partnership fund. A lot of FUD there. Basically, they got paid. There was some rumor, which apparently wasn't true, that these projects had asked Solana for $5 million to stay, and they didn't. But there's a lot of reasons right now that people are fudding the hell out of it. And of course, I mean, we know why Solana was decimated by Bankman Fried's downfall. The blockchain heavily tied to the disgraced founder of FTX has been badly wounded by his unmasking. Here are the headwinds facingly the formerly hot project and its sole token. Honestly, man, yeah, it was one of the SAM coins. There's some lingering issues. You guys ever had tendonitis? I have tendonitis in my elbow. I have lingering issues all the time. Doesn't mean that my elbow is dead. Not mean that my elbow is dead. I don't know if you guys are happy that we talked about Solana or if you're content with what we talked about Solana. Flat Smack here says, if we do a Solana burn, would that save us? I don't think you're going to need saving. Listen, as long as the blockchain continues to work, it's had its issues, and there is a developer community and things are being built on it, then eventually it should rise up, right? And maybe, maybe, maybe Vitalik is right. You know, maybe now... The VCs, those evil VCs, they're not evil. But maybe, you know, the SBFs and the VCs have been washed out. I mean, I saw that Multicoin, who was like a multi-billion dollar fund, the original investors, I've had Kyle Samani on the show a couple times, the original investors and leads in the Solana raises, 
We're down 90% this year because they held all their Solana. They never sold, which you can admire. That should not make them evil VCs. That means they actually believe in it. I mean, you guys know that I'm an investor in Arca. That shit is down 90% this year because they doubled down on Luna on the way down. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a rough year for everyone. And that bad money, I wouldn't say they're gone, but they're certainly, uh, they're certainly suffering the same fate as my golf elbow. My golf elbow. Yeah, Architect Jeff, Solana is developing a phone. So, I mean, they've got a lot of things going on here. It ain't over for Solana. I really don't think so. But I'm also not rushing to buy today because the price is $9 and that necessarily feels cheap, right? And what's the next exciting story that happened this week? A lot of FBI, man. All the three-letter agencies are all up in our crypto business right now, right? I mean, it is wild, wild to me, wild to me. FBI investigating three commas data breach. This week, an anonymous person leaked 100,000 API keys connected to the crypto trading service. This is why we can't have nice things, right? I haven't dug too deeply into this to be quite honest, but I know that Coin Mamba, the same guy who, uh, Sam sent that famous tweet that the I'll buy all your Solana at $3 now fuck off tweet to uh, was complaining a lot about three commas and Binance that uh, he had some issues. And a lot of people started reporting that three commas or some entity had mysteriously closed a bunch of their positions and the money was gone. Three commas is a trading platform that allows you to trade on multiple exchanges right through an API. Well, now a hacker has stolen all those APIs and leaked 100,000 of them. So if you're on three commas or you have an API or you were ever on three commas or you have an API on any of these exchanges, close it now, man. Don't be the next person to get hacked and to see something like this happen. Don't. Don't do it. Yeah, I see Matt A over here just saying everyone we talk about can suck it, and he's right. He's right. <sighs> Miguel Hernandez says three letters, three arrows, three commas. Yeah, we're, we're done with three. We're done with the three thing. Mark Ferris says, I use three commas a lot. Luckily, didn't get hit. Mark, I'd make sure that you close all those APIs and make sure you don't get hit into the future. But yeah, so now the FBI is investigating this. A lot of money getting stolen. The implication is that somebody inside three commas might have leaked the keys, but the CEO says not the case, and we you know how this shit goes, right? Anyways, let's move on to everybody's favorite, Michael Saylor. I love this guy, man. As you know, Michael Saylor just recently bought some more Bitcoin with MicroStrategy. But listen, the market, uh, the market doesn't love it. And there's no surprises there. And he doesn't give a shit because he has conviction in Bitcoin. But much ado, a lot of talk on mainstream media channels, financial news that, oh, my God. Oh, my God. For the first time in history, MicroStrategy sold Bitcoin right? They sold 704 tokens on December 22nd for about $11.8 million and then bought back 110 more two days later. It's complete FUD. They did it, as he said, for tax purposes. Sell a little, buy a little bag, no wash sale here. 
in crypto. But now, MicroStrategy has about 132,500 Bitcoins. Jealous. Worth more than $4 billion. They paid an average price of 30397 I don't think that's going to be that bad of an average price when uh, when things go, you know, when, when we get back in a bull market, you know he's going to keep buying. But MicroStrategy traded around $120 when they first bought Bitcoin. Uh, price went all the way up to thirteen fifteen. Well, now we're at one thirty five. You can see that's where MicroStrategy bought Bitcoin over there, and yeah, right back about thirteen bucks above. But you have to respect his conviction, his commitment. Didn't matter that he stepped down as CEO. He's going to keep doing what he does, and I think we all love it. Matt A has been saying everybody can suck it. He thinks that dude's still cool. It's like the scene in Half-Baked. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool. Fuck you, I'm out. Right, they got to drop the mic. I can't drop my mic because it's attached to this thing. But yeah. We heard speculation this year that if price went to 21000 that MicroStrategy would be liquidated. It was all over. He clarified that they could go down to like three, four, five, six, seven thousand. 7000 just post more collateral on their very small loans, yet people kept saying they're going to get liquidated, it's over, he's dead. No, no, not the case. Still, still buying. And Harry Hood says, fully, man. Also from Half-Baked, in case you guys were wondering. And then this last story, Mango Markets exporter Eisenberg arrested in Puerto Rico. Big surprise here. Right, we didn't even talk about this as one of the biggest hacks, $110 million, a little $110 million. But listen, this was one of the craziest stories because Mango Markets got exploited. And this dude like literally just went on Twitter and like told everybody what he did and how he did it. Like It was a highly profitable trading strategy. There's nothing wrong with what we did. We took advantage of an inefficiency in the market and he's arrested. He's arrested. They arrested him. Right, There are people that are going to jail. It's very clear that the FBI, CIA, ESPN, they're all very serious right now about cracking down on crypto. Right, But I mean, it's just a crazy story to me that this dude, and this is on Solana also, by the way, that this dude just came out and was like, yeah, I did it. Now what? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, was it really a hack? Not sure. I agree with that. Right, I think that it was a more of an exploit. We'll call it an exploit. <sighs> Black Diamond off the grid says five years from now, Sailor will sail his yacht into the sunset. He has five yachts and is currently probably sailing one into the sunset for New Year's as we talk. To be quite, to be quite frankly honest, you know, I don't think he's going anywhere. But yeah, guys, that's like a review of the news of the week. But I do have one more story because I just can't. It's not crypto related. And I've been talking about it on Twitter. And I think it's so funny. And I can't even fathom the amount of emotion that it's triggered from people. I I don't know. Oh, and Kevin Martin just gave us the, uh, the lead in. The only hack I seen this week was Greta on Tate. First, I'm going to tell you how much I love your audience, Yoda, Yoda, Yoda. Yeah, I have to tell you guys how much I love you guys. It's I'm contractually obligated, but I truly do. It's been a it's been a been a fun year 
we built a lot of things here over on the YouTube machine and none of it would have happened without you, but let's continue on. Let's continue on here, right? Let's see. First, we got Andrew Tate. You can hear my, if you can't hear, that's my three-year-old who's home because it's the holidays, just yelling at my door. Can you guys hear him? Can you hear him? Andrew Tate, who I literally, like, I had heard, you know, maybe like a while ago that I was like, this guy, Andrew Tate, he got canceled. And I was like, okay, cool. I didn't look into him, you know? Um, but I, I kind of found this guy the last couple of days because all over crypto Twitter, I just kept hearing about this dude, Andrew Tate. So I kind of looked at him and I don't know, you know, he's got these ideas where in the matrix, I'm not even going to comment on it. I don't know if he's a criminal. I don't know any of that completely unsubstantiated. I literally have no idea. I literally have no idea. All I know is that this dude sent this tweet. Hello, Greta Thunberg. I have 33 cars, my Bugatti, blah, 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 Ferraris. Please provide your email address so I can send a complete list of my car collection and their respective enormous emissions. Obviously, he was pushing back. This guy's got something called Top G. He charges like uh, teenage boys who think it's cool to like be mean to girls a bunch of money to learn how to be an alpha male like you. Last I checked, if you have to say you're an alpha male, it means you're not an alpha male. I don't even know what that means where i'm from an alpha male is just like a dude who quietly takes care of his responsibilities i don't know but apparently an alpha male means like being super mean to women and making a whole lot of money but anyways he said this but then greta thunberg who by the way like is one of the most hated people probably on crypto twitter she's a meme as well as made fun of she's the 19 year old climate activist i have no skin in the game for either of them. She says, yes, please do enlighten me. Email me at smalldickenergy at getalife.com. I, I literally spit out things when I read it, and then I spit them again. This was the, in my opinion, in my opinion, this was the greatest Twitter dunking of all time, right? I mean, she just absolutely owned him. She pulled like an old school Michael Jordan reverse dunk, dude falls down, and then Jordan hangs on the rim and dude gets up, but his head is hanging right in uh, the crotch. And then like the balls are slapping you on the head while the guy's hanging on the rim. It was bad. It was bad, right? He got absolutely just owned. He did. He, He got absolutely owned. Right. And then like he took like 10 hours to post a response and it was like some weird video where he was like, oh, Greta, you have a dick because it was her email address. that was small dick energy. Like he didn't get the joke and ha ha ha. And they went through this whole thing and he had pizza boxes delivered that were non-recyclable. Right now, I don't know. I don't know if this is true or not. Like if this was the reason, but then he got arrested. And what they're saying here in the Daily Mail, this is a rag, right? And I tweeted about this just kind of as a joke. Maybe it's maybe this is not true because I would imagine that the police uh, don't need a pizza box to figure this out. But the you know where he his location proving he was in Romania was on the pizza box, and he got arrested for like trafficking and porn porn stuff, right? So, and then he tweeted that the agents from the Matrix came to get him. I have no dog skin in the game, dog and fight. I don't know the guy well enough, frankly, to, to make a judgment here. But then she tweeted this. This is what happens when you don't recycle your pizza boxes. Did you guys see that one? God, dude, I don't know. Like, it just seems like 
the last person in the world that a self-proclaimed alpha male tough guy should be absolutely owned by repeatedly. Yeah. I don't know if this is even a story worth sharing. I just, I can't, it's like, I, I, every time I read this, it, I, I, it just, it makes me laugh. So I don't know if he's still arrested. I don't know if he's a criminal or if he committed any crimes. I just know that uh, he got absolutely owned on the internet by a 19 year old girl. And it's just so funny. Uh, as Mark Ferris says, you're actually not supposed to recycle pizza boxes. The grease ruins the entire batch of paper recycling. That's true. You cannot recycle things with food waste on them, guys. Yeah, that's all I got. It's so funny. I don't even know why I'm talking about it. There's a lot of people in crypto who love this guy, right? And so, oh, what I didn't tell you. So I tweeted about it. I was like, this has to be the greatest self-own of history, like with a question mark, like if this really happened. And my entire, like, oh, it's so good. Every response is like, okay, soy boy, beta, cuck, cuckold, soy, soy spelled wrong, S-O-I-B-O-I, right? And I look, and they're all either anonymous accounts or, like, you know, children. So, like, there's, like, a whole world of minions, apparently, of this guy. Like, he has millions of followers. I didn't realize that who uh, think that uh, it's super cool to be uh, mean to girls. And not surprisingly, that crosses over with the same uh, angry teenage boys who live in their mother's basements that love crypto, right? And then uh, people started saying all his followers are incels. And because I'm 46 year old, I had to look up what an incel is. And apparently an incel is like, I don't know, like a teenage young man who can't uh, get a girl to have sex with him and is mad at people who can have sex and therefore hates women because he hates himself. I didn't even know what that term was. Okay, boomer, the doge meme. Okay, boomer. Yeah, man, I don't know. Miguel says, Scott, by the way, I'm so jealous of your kid's forklift. Yeah, toys have just like evolved massively. Our kid bought our son, you know, like they used to have big wheels that drove. Well, this one's a forklift in it. Yeah. He hasn't put it through any walls, y'all. All, yeah. Yeah. Luke, like we're, we're, we're putting in some real news here. Wait, any food waste means you can't recycle the paper. In theory, you're not supposed to recycle things with food waste. Yeah, that's true. What do you guys think will happen in 2023? I'd love to hear your guys' predictions. Do you think that things are going to get better? Do you? Do you think things are going to get better? I think they will. I think they will. I don't think we're going to be like zooming off to all-time highs or anything, but I do think that things will get better. And by the way, like if there's any uh, incels here listening, you can be whoever you want, whatever the fucking incel is. You can be whatever you want in this world. But I have found in my 46 years of experience, and listen, I had a, I think, you know, 20, 20 year old men, guys in their 20s. Um, you know, listen, I was a DJ in my 20s. I was cool, you know, had some things going for me. You all have a little bit of that, like, Tate in you. They think it's super cool and like, 
you know, you can treat people like crap and it makes you cool and your friends will think you're cooler. But then you realize that everything you ever thought to be true in your 20s was wrong. Literally, I'm not sure that I share a single like fundamental belief at this point at 46 that I shared when I was in my 20s. But like, you know, what's cool in my, my, in my mind is to, I don't know, to be a nice person, to take care of your responsibilities, to take care of your family, to love your wife and view her as, I don't know, this is crazy, but to marry someone that you actually respect, think is your equal, you think is an incredible person, preferably someone who somehow, even though you're an athlete, is way better than you at like all the sports and skiing and stuff, and a wife, right? Like who wants to live? I don't understand. And I'm not even hating on them. It's just like, who wants to live a life alone being extremely mean to people so that other people think you're cool? You grow out of that. You grow out of that. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, I don't know if I'm an alpha male or a beta male, or apparently there's a thing called a sigma male or an incel or a delta, alpha, beta, gamma, delta, epsilon, zeta, eta, theta male. But uh, call me what you want. I think it's cool to just be kind of nice and take care of your responsibilities. You know, that's what I got. I didn't intend to talk about that. That has nothing to do with anything. Also, Solana's probably not dead and Michael Saylor's a chat. Guys, that's this is it for the year. I'm having trouble signing off because it's weird. Mark Ferris is Omicron male. Ooh, proof that we're in the matrix is that uh, all the males have the same names as, as uh, COVID variants. We're all just COVID variants. <clears throat> Drusified says, Scott, I will see you in New Year. Christopher says, play us the music. I think this one. Ready? This is the perfect way to end play, too. Richardson wants to know where you can get that hat. It's Tiger Woods uh, Nike hat. Get it on the internet. Fits everyone. That's really, honestly, that is a great way to end 2022 with that. Juicified says, I just want to thank you for a great 2022. Even though it was nothing but down, you continue to sign on, provide free alpha. See, you just called me an alpha. Thank you. Thank you to all of you guys. Been amazing. Sign up for the free newsletter. You know, do all the things. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to spend the, the rest of this year. Uh, Hanging out with my kid who's screaming at the door, you know? Uh, when are we getting Wolfpack merch, asked Christopher. I don't know, man. Maybe I'll do that. I just don't, like, want to make money, you know? And, and maybe we can, like, donate it to charity and make some shirts. Yeah. Guys, that's all I got. It's been an amazing year. Happy New Year to all of you. I will see you in 2023, you know, like, on Monday. Peace, guys. Thank you very much. I truly do appreciate all of you. See you next year. Bye. That's dope.